Welcome to David Nagel's Art of Success Business School. You are about to get a glimpse behind the curtain of David's massively successful income acceleration principles as he shows you how to approach your business with innovative growth strategies that are grounded in accurate thinking and result in high-end sales. And here is the man himself, David Nagel. Now look at it like this. None of us really know how much time we have left. What we do know is that the leading cause of death is being born. That is the leading cause of death. Regardless of what everybody else will tell you, that's the number one cause. So what is certain is that everybody in this room is actually going to die, even though we don't like to think about it. And what's, what else is true is that some of you in this room are much closer than others. The interesting thing about that is we don't know who you are. We don't know when the last day is that we're going to be here. Remember, generally, the day that you die will be an ordinary day, just like any other day. And the day after you die will be an ordinary day. And it just keeps going on that way. It's what we do in between that makes the biggest difference. Now, what did hanging from a tree do for me? The only thing that it changed and I even had to get clear on this, was that it gave me a sense of urgency to change. If you don't have a sense of urgency to change, you will put it off. I guarantee you, you will put it off. Because your value system says, put it off. Don't do it big. Don't do it bold. Only do what you can control. Don't stretch too much. Generations of belief systems will come in and control your thinking unless there's a sense of urgency that has you do something entirely different, something bigger, something bolder, something grander. You have no idea what it is that you can accomplish because you've never stretched yourself that far. So one thing that you could try to come away with out of the two days is a sense of urgency to make the change to do what it is that you say that you want to do. Because without the urgency to do it, you'll only do it when it's convenient. Success will become a thing to do in your spare time. Making money, breaking financial barriers in your life, setting new heights for yourself, for your kids, for your family. It'll only be if, if it's convenient to actually do it. That's the only time that it'll actually change. The other thing is that when we have a life-changing moment, what really is happening is that everything in our life is bringing us to that moment. Every single thing that we've been doing has been bringing us to this very moment in time. It's a culmination of a lot of different things that have had to happen in a perfect sequence in order for you to be sitting in this room. Not only did I have to make thousands of decisions for you to be in this room, so did you. And when you multiply that by the number of people in the room, it starts to get pretty interesting. And all the experiences that you've had in your life in order to be in this place. But this only happens once. It only happens once. This experience only happens once. Even if you came to... If I did the Art of Success seminar every single month and you came every month, this experience 
only happens once. And when it's done, it's gone forever. So the question you have to ask yourself is, how much of an impact will you allow this to have in your life? How much of an impact? All the things that had to come together for you to have this experience just one time, and you can take it and you can throw it away. You could take it and put it on a shelf. Or you could take it and do something with it. But the decisions that you make in this room over the next two days will either shape your life for the better or allow you to justify staying exactly where you are. My hope for you is that we shatter some beliefs that you've got or at least give you enough inspiration and tools around those beliefs that you can go out and make some significant change really quick. Basically in any area of your life that you want to. Because every, any change that you want to make can happen really fast. And don't ever let somebody tell you that it can't. Any change that you want to make. Because as you're going to see, if you want it, it's already there in your life. It doesn't matter that you can't see it. I couldn't see it when I was in the trailer. I sure as hell couldn't see it when I was hanging from a tree branch. But it was there. The 62,000, when I went from 20 to 62,000, that opportunity to make 62,000 had been around me for two years, but I couldn't see it. In other words, I was not consciously aware that it was there every single week. I could not see it. How many people in this room would like to take their income up over six figures? Raise your hand. How about seven figures? Raise your hand. Okay. How long, and ask yourself this question, how long have you wanted that? Who's wanted it for a year or longer? Raise your hand. Five years or longer? Keep your hands up. Ten years or longer? Twenty years? There's still some hands up. I want you to think about that. You've wanted, you think about how long you've wanted this. And the damnedest thing is it's in your life like it's a jar of breadcrumbs in your pantry. That's the damnedest thing about this. That money that you want, those opportunities that you want, they are in your life right now. The question is, why don't you see them? You've wanted them for all these years, and they've been in your life. They're just waiting for you. And that is not some esoteric, spiritual, woo-woo idea. That is the actual reality. That is a reality based on the law of physics. You cannot have a desire or a need for something without it being in your life simultaneously. Would you agree with that, Darla? Yeah? It has to be there. It has to be there. How you ask the questions about getting there is what determines what, how it takes so long. So you've got to think to yourself, I need to approach this differently than I have been for the last one year, five years, 10 years, 20 years, because the way that you've been approaching it up to this point is not getting you there. If you're not breaking the six figures or the seven figures inside of 12 months, something's wrong. Something's seriously wrong. But the value system that most of, us, most of us are raised with will tell us it takes a long time. You've got to build it. You've got to stair-step your way there. You've got to do all these things to get there, and maybe if you're good enough, if you're cute enough, if you're lucky enough, if a star shines on you enough, you'll get there. And that's all crap. 
There is nobody in this room that cannot have what it is that you desire to have, literally within inside of a 12-month period of time. The question is, are you willing? That's the only question. Are you willing to be the person that you need to be in order for that to become a reality in your life? If you are, you can have it. If you're not, you won't. And there is nothing else in between that. It's not any more complicated than that. It's a yes or a no response. Yes, I'm willing. No, I'm not willing. And it's interesting. You've wanted this for so long, and everything has brought you to the point of hearing that message. So it's not even a question of, I don't think I'm ready. Because sometimes you'll sit there and go, I don't think I'm ready to do that. But you wouldn't be hearing it if you weren't ready. I didn't think I was ready when I was hanging from the tree. I didn't think I was ready when I was sitting in the trailer. And I was pretty certain I wasn't ready in 1993 when I was sitting in a seminar just like you guys are sitting in this seminar. But every time I was wrong. It's interesting we say, I'm going to go to that, I'm going to do that, I'm going to learn that, I'm going to listen to that, but I'm not ready to go any further than that. And we talk ourselves out of the success that is literally in our life trying to break the door down to get in. So let's start with this. You've got infinite potential. You have infinite potential. And I think, you know, the, the, the cool thing about infinite potential is that you don't really know what that means. I mean, you, you do something and achieve something amazing that you never thought in your wildest dreams in your life that you'd achieve and, and you still don't understand what infinite potential means. Because then you go on and do something else and it just blows you away and it just keeps getting better and better. There's nothing that you don't have the potential to do. And if you think that that's not true, that's somebody else's voice in your head. That's your mother or your father or an aunt or an uncle or a grandparent or somebody in your past putting an idea in your head that there's a reason that you can't do something. You will never give any serious consideration to something that you really want that you can't do. Like, I've never really given any consideration to becoming a brain surgeon, you know? Or flying a rocket, or, you know. So you have to ask yourself, what do you really think about? What do you wish that you could do? What do you really want? Because the thing wants you as much as you want the thing. Now, there's a difference between what we want and what we believe we can have. A big difference. There's a difference between what we want and what we believe we can have. The whole idea is that you move the idea of a want into a belief. You've got to start to gather enough evidence that the thing that you want is something that you can actually have if you're going to move it into a belief. Because it can stay a want till the day that you die and you'll never get it. So you have to move it from a place of a want to a belief. And the only way that you can do that is by gathering evidence that what you want is actually possible. That's the first stage. That's what you're doing here. The second stage is that you actually have a plan that starts to create the thing that you want in your life. 
Because once you become an adult, the only way that that belief totally changes is when you've got the physical evidence that it's actually real. Otherwise, it has a tendency to stay in this fuzzy place of being a want or a dream, but it never really moves into a belief. And wants and dreams that are unmanifest usually make for a miserable life. What we have is based on what we believe. What we want is rooted in our potential. Now I want you to think about this. What you have is based on your belief. You couldn't have it without you already believing it. What you want is rooted in your potential, but that doesn't mean that you're going to get it or that you believe it. What it's showing you, what wants and desires are showing you, is what is the possibility for your life. So here's what I want you to do. I want you to write down all the things that you have in your life that you would like to change. Now here's the thing. Don't get into this idea of, I don't know if I could change it, I don't know if I should change it, I don't know how to change it. If, if you could change it, what would you like to change? Anything in your life that you'd like to change. Just quickly go through the different areas of your life and go through all of them. And say to yourself, what would I like to change? If something could be different, what would it be? And just write that down. Let's take about 10 minutes to do that. I've really put some thought into it. I'm not going to ask you to share it with anybody. You don't have to share it with your neighbor. This is just for your own information. Okay? We can have a little music back there. About 10 minutes. Okay. Now, based on that list that you, that you just wrote on, which one is the most important? Just circle it. Which one is the most important for you to change? Circle it. So I just want three people. We'll take one on this side, one in the middle, and one on this side. Raise your hand that wants to share what their most important one is. Madeline. And I want to increase the amount of revenue that's coming in. I can't hear her. Increase the amount of revenue that's coming in to the household. You want to increase the amount of revenue. Mm -hmm. Okay. Very good. Have a seat. Yes, sir. That my, uh, my mission is greater than the distractions. That's what you want to change. Okay. Have a seat. Structure my time more so I can be more productive. Okay. Does anybody have anything that is vastly different than this? If you do, raise your hand. You don't have to share it. I'm just trying to get a feel for... Okay. For those of you, raise your hand if it's vastly different, right? Is it more specific or less specific? Just shout it out. More? More specific? Okay. All right. So this here, this is never going to work. This will not work because there's no specificity here. None. Increase money. I mean, I can give you a nickel. You've got more money. I don't think that's going to solve your problem, right? Uh, mission greater than distraction? No. That's not going to do it either. That was yours, right? Desire. It's got to be desire, not mission. Okay? And structuring your time? For what purpose? Getting more done, it's, it's not about getting more done. If you're not getting done what you need to get done, it's not because you're structuring your time wrong. That's a symptom of what the problem is. So here's the, here's the point that I'm trying to make. 
These three things on here are, are not causes, they're effects. These are effects of something else. These are effects of not understanding how to think about what needs to change in order to get what it is that you want. Now, I want three people to stand up that have something that's more specific than this. Let's see where, where you folks are. If you got something more specific and you want to share what it is. Uh, Cheryl Fields. And one of the things that I'm most specific about, I want to build a home closer to my grandkids in Florida, and I have the plans and everything. So to me, in my head, it's very specific. Okay, so can I ask you a question? Mm -hmm. Why are you here? Why am I here? Yeah. Uh, because actually, I feel like when you listed the two things in the beginning, you said that you had to have the desire, and then you had to have the vehicle. And I feel like right now I have those two things, and I want to break through the things that are limiting me personally. And what you've talked about is like how I think and my values. I want to change that. That's why I'm here. Okay. But when, when I asked you to circle what you want the most, you said the house. Did you not? Well, you asked if something was completely different. Say again? You asked if someone had something that was completely different and very specific. Joe, I'm having a real hard time hearing anybody. Um, you asked me if you asked if someone had something very specific Correct. and something completely different. Correct. And I call it my hacienda. Okay, I'm just, I'm just trying to point something out. That's all. I'm not perfect. Not judging somebody else. Oh, I understand. Right here. What's yours? Okay, so I wrote here um, two things that I had circled. They're kind of related. So I had written career, and then I put website, blog, seminars, products, and clients. And then for money, which was just under that, I have put a six-figure business in under 12 months. What's the one thing that you want to change the most? The figures. The money? Yeah. Yeah, because that would enable me to do everything else on my list. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. All right, one more person. Sense of urgency. Okay. All right. I want you to think about this. The only one that's even close is this one here, the sense of urgency. That's the only one that's even close, and it's still not close enough. The house, the money, they're all the results of something else. Who in here thinks they have a money problem? Raise your hand. Honestly, come on. If you're not going to participate, you might as well leave because you won't get anything. You don't have a money problem. Money's not a problem, right? Money is never a problem. Everybody on the planet has exactly the same amount of money. Money is not a problem, but if you keep looking at money as being a problem, you fix the wrong thing. Or you become entrapped in the ways that people tell you that you have to fix a money problem. Because you try to fix it through traditional means, which is basically saving in one of its glorified ways or another. Okay? All of these things here, the increase, the mission, structure, the house, the money, all of those things are the result of something else. They are not the cause. And the problem is, is that if you don't fix the cause, these will, main, these will stay being the problem. They will stay being the problem. You have to begin to understand the law of cause and effect. Now, if we sit around and we talk about like, why do you want the house? Why do you want the mission? Why do you want more money? You're going to find that somewhere inside of you, you believe that those things are going to give you something that you don't think that you currently have. 
And that's a big issue for most people. Because we're trying to use outside things to fill an emotional gap inside of ourselves, and it keeps us running around in circles because we're never able to get to the thing that we need to change in order to have the house, to have the money, to have the time, to have the, the mission. Everybody on the planet has a purpose. Everybody's life has a purpose. And generally, if they spend time looking for that purpose, they don't find it. A matter of fact, the more intense somebody keeps looking for the purpose, the more it seems to elude them because they're focusing on the wrong thing. Your purpose is revealed as you grow. But see, if you're looking for something, that means that you perceive someplace intellectually that you don't have it. Correct? All of these things that you're saying that you want to change, the things that you wrote down on your sheet, you're saying you want to change them because you perceive that you don't have them. And that is part of the problem because you need to know two basic things if you want to succeed. Number one is where you are. Number two is where you're going. Number one being the most important. Because you all have written down places that you want to go. I mean, things that you want to achieve, things that you want to create. But you've also been trying to get there for years and years and years and years, and it seems to elude you. That's because you're not starting where you are. You're starting where you think you are, but not where you are. So you can't ever get there. You can't ever get there. Every once in a while, somebody manages to run into it by dumb luck, but then usually it goes away just as fast as it came in. You have to begin to understand where you are. The fastest way to get to where it is that you want to go, to get the house, to get the time, to get the money, is to start where you are. But it's also the most uncomfortable place to begin. The reason that we don't want to start where we are is because very often we don't like looking at who we are. We're very uncomfortable with looking at who we are as a person. Because we allow who we are to be defined by other people and we've never actually said, I accept myself for who I am based on who I think that I am. Not based on who you think that I am. So our life becomes a desperate struggle to fulfill somebody else's idea of who they think we are. And we stay stuck. And we can't get where it is that we want to go. What you wrote down on those sheets is based on what you currently believe. What you wrote down that you wanted to change the most is what's rooted in possibility, but you have to realize that even though you want something to be different, you're starting from the wrong place and you think you have to change the wrong thing. So your intentions are noble, no question about it, but how you get there is vastly skewed. There's an old saying, it says, know the truth and the truth will set you free. If you don't know the truth, you can't make decisions from a place of truth. So you can only make decisions from a place of what other people told you was true. Let's look at it like this. The truth is there's more than enough. That's the truth. There's more than enough of everything. Well, what does that mean? That means that there's no shortage of anything, even though people tell you that there is. So let's chunk it down and look into your own personal life for a moment. There's more than enough. So let's say 
that you've got debt and you want to do something that is outside of your budget, it's outside of your debt, it's outside of your income. Logic and responsibility would tell you you can't do that, or at least you can't do it right now. Is that correct? But that's not based in the truth. That's only based in what your belief is. If the truth is that there's more than enough, and the truth is that that money's in your life and you just can't see it, but you continue to make decisions based on what you believe and what it is that you see with your eyes, nothing changes. You stay right where you are. Because what you're really communicating is that something outside of me has to change in order for me to make a different decision. Because we never take into consideration that we're literally creating the universe that we're a part of. That we are creating what our experience is. And that if we're going to change our experience, we've got to stop creating one thing and start creating something entirely different. And you could do it just like that. It's a matter of stopping making a decision in one area and making a completely different decision in that same area that gives you a completely different result. When I started working with my mentor, one of the first things that he had me do was to stop flying coach. The deal was that I had to go everywhere that he went. He was doing seminars all over the world. I had to go with him. But I had to pay my own way. Now, I was paying him to coach me. I had to buy all the products that he had. I had to travel with him everywhere that he went. I had to pay for my own room. Couldn't stay with anybody else. I had to pay for my flight to get there. I had to pay for my food. And he didn't pay me anything. And I had to help out wherever I could be of help. That was the deal. And I could not afford to fly first class. And he said to me, and I told him that, he said to me, you can't afford to fly first class because you've never made a decision to do so. He said, unless you're willing to raise your standard in your life, there will never be any need for you to make the money to fly first class. So how the hell do you think that you're ever going to make the money to fly first class unless you turn it into a need? So it wasn't just about spending the money, but it was about creating a new sense of urgency, a new sense of desire, and a new plan of action in that direction. What he taught me was to stop making decisions from a poverty mindset, which is basically a middle-class, working-class mindset. I'm not talking about poverty, I can't eat tomorrow type mindset. That's a completely different problem. But most people... Most of the people that are in this room are raised with a middle-class, working-class mindset, which is a limited mindset. That's how I was raised. That's how every generation in my family before me was raised. And it was about, if it's not there, you don't spend it. And that you can't make any more than the average person, and that's the way that it is. And you live within your means. And you don't change anything very much. But nothing really changed until I made this change, where I stopped making decisions based on my belief system and started making decisions based on the truth. But it's not just in one area of your life. When I hear this, a lot of people, they hear the one side of it, but they don't hear the other. It's like they hear the side where they say, David said I can go spend money on this. But they don't hear the side where I say that they have to make the money over here right? It would be completely irresponsible for me to tell you to just go spend all kinds of money without 
actually making it. But the cool thing is, is that if you can raise your belief in one area, you can raise it in another, and you can do both simultaneously. You can do both simultaneously. What stops a person from doing this? Fear sits between what your belief system is currently and what the truth is. Fear. So you stay stuck. How does fear show up? Well, it shows up in several different ways. You say, I don't have the time to do that. I have other things I have to do this year. I'll do that next year. It's not the right time to do that. My spouse won't let me do that. I'm doing something else first. But the truth is, is that everything brought you to this moment right now to hear this message. And that's the truth. That's it for this episode of David Nagel's Art of Success Business School. If you're a business owner who's hearing more no's from ideal clients than expected, go now to www.salesstrategyreview.com to claim a complimentary one-on-one session with one of David's trained sales coaches and learn what you can do right now to accelerate your sales and income. We trust you enjoyed this edition of David Nagel's Art of Success Business School. And until next time, just believe.